morning, Sac City. Welcome into another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron, the Mukes. I am Mukes. Below us, we have your boy, my boy, and everybody's boy. He is AJ Johnson. It is a beautiful August 23rd morning here in the city. Episode 71 is about to kick off. We are previewing the Browns and the Panthers. And gentlemen, I don't mean to spoil morning headlines, but we have another revenge game slated for week one with Baker Mayfield now being announced as the starter uh, for the Carolina Panthers. We're talking both those teams today, so it's going to be fun talking Baker, Panthers, Browns, you're not going to want to miss a second of it. Aaron, how are you? Uh, how are you doing this morning? I was great until you just disappointed me. Why? This just didn't live up to the standard. I was waiting for like you to be like, revenge game. I just I didn't I, I it just didn't live up to the Vinny standard. Don't, and it was really disappointing. I'm I'm building it, okay? I'm building yeah. it for the that week one preview where I'm going to be having to say it six times during the show at least. And it's just <laughs> going to be I'm, I'm, okay, it's, it's, Kevin it's Costner. Okay. If you build it, he will come. Okay, Kevin Costner. Build dreams, baby. Build dreams. I thought you were going uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> He's got to say it six times. You don't know about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You don't know about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. The studio and onto some random ass person's couch. <laughs> And he, he started acting a fool. Excuse I, I was, me. I don't get it. Don't First get it. and foremost, Carlene Reddick is a saint. My mother is a saint. Is Secondly, a saint. I'm always no, acting nobody a said, fool. Nobody bro. said your mother was a different. Uh, don't be calling my mother a random person. She is very well known, very loved, and well respected. Don't try to use your Thank mother you as, a, as a pillow so I won't go hard at you, brother. It's a pillow. Miss Carlene Reddick, you are fine, but your son now, on the other hand, I'm sorry I got to slap him around on this show every so now and then. Anyways, listen, just because you made Dylan leave the bitch, that ain't me. I'm Gucci. I'm ready to go day in and day out. (laughs) Vinny, this might be a two-person show soon. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This may be a a no-person show soon with all of us going on to big and... um, Yeah, no. By the way, if you haven't gone out and got your Manscaped products, what are you waiting for? We are sponsored by Manscaped. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it now. Go get your Manscaped products. You get 20% off. Type in Sac City promo code. Go get some body wash. Help the Sac City podcast out. Let us be officially sponsored by Manscaped forever and ever. So go out and get your products. Type in that promo code Sac City. So we get credit. You guys get beautiful products. And it's a win-win situation. Okay? So go do it right now. Turn turn us off right now. Turn us off right now and go do it. But only turn us off if you're going to do it. I will take the hit for one day. Let's do it. Let, let, let's do it, though. I mean, again, we don't get paid for this show, guys. We really don't. So, like, these little sponsors, yet. these little ad opportunities is huge for us to help us continue to do what we do best, and that's put on great quality shows. So help support the show uh, by getting your Manscaped products today. Let's get into our morning headlines. And, of course, the morning headlines is brought to you by the Manscaped Body Wash. You can save 20% off the Manscaped Body Wash with your code SACCITY at checkout. Get your their ultra premium body wash that's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, fresh, and moisturized. It's really, it really is the best body wash out there. I didn't know this the other day. I, I was rolling in through Target and I scooped up a Manscaped product and I was like, oh, they have that there? And I'm like, whoa, this is I just didn't know this that is, either. I did, I did not Way know. Go, Vinny. Don't go to Target and get it. Go to manscaped.com and type in the promo code SACCITY. 
Jesus, Vinny, counter. I mean, we don't have it at Target. Man, it. That I was, was not Manscaped. That was, was Manscape. Manscape. <laughs> that yeah, the 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 the, uh, the knockoff brands. All right, let's get into these morning headlines here. And I mentioned it early in the show that Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They finally announced it the other day uh, on Monday that Baker's going to be the guy, not Sam Darnold. They went out and traded for him in the offseason. They had to do it for a reason. Obviously, they wanted him to come in. Be the guy. He did not let them down. Uh, man, we're going to talk so much about this later on, but instant reaction when the news broke that he's going to be the starting guy, AJ. Uh, this is exactly what I expected. Uh, Sam Darnold had his chance and he proved it wasn't going to work. They wouldn't have gone out and got a guy like Baker Mayfield if they didn't think that uh, Sam Darnold could, if they thought Sam Darnold could do it. Uh, I feel like the competition was just to be fair to Sam Darnold, all while also trying to get him a trade option. But, I mean, from the moment Baker landed, I thought this competition was just we, – we did our due diligence, but they always intended him to be the starter. And now uh, you said he didn't let him down. I say it's too early to say that. We need to see what he can actually do in the season. So while I think he's going to be better than Sam Darnold, letting him down, let's, 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 let's let the uh, season play out. I mean, what is actually letting him down? What did they actually give for Baker Mayfield? Like, this is a trial run, but they're not really heavily invested. I mean, for a starting quarterback, a number one overall pick, and you're paying $10 million. Like, hey, that's a win for any team. I don't think there's really – it was a very low-risk, high-reward situation for the Carolina Panthers here. Um, I thought this was the move all along. I don't think it's surprising that he's the starter. I think this was something that was written on the wall the minute they traded for him. Yeah, it looked good and it sounded good to say it's an open quarterback competition with him and Sam Darnold, but we knew it was never really an open quarterback competition. We knew who the guy was and we knew that guy was Baker Mayfield. So I look for Baker Mayfield to thrive in this offense, which is surprising for me because you guys know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I never felt like he could be the guy that could lead a team to a, to where they want to get to. And again, Everything has to be perfect around him, but this team does have the makings of things being really good around them. And I know Cleveland did a few years ago and they went pretty far. And then last year, obviously Baker was banged up, but you get one of the best running backs in football. You have some good wideouts and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. You have a, a rebuilt offensive line. Now you add a Ika McQuanu in there who earned the starting nod, even though we all knew he was going to start as well. And then you have a really, really good defensive mind. So this really comes down to how Matt Rule wants to use Baker Mayfield. And then can Baker Mayfield takes that next step in his career, which is now becoming one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL and living up to that number one overall draft pick. That was a hard ass take. I'm just going to tell y'all right now. That might have been and, one and of my better takes being, in a while. That was pretty hard. And that's just the beginning of the. Sh- that's just the we're talking about the Panthers later on in the show. So it's going to still be hot and heavy later on. So you're not going to want to miss it. Um, but it's time to go into things a little deeper. Uh, there's other news that happened around in the league. Tom Brady is back, fine and dandy. I don't mean to pass over these headlines like it's nothing. Brady's back. He returned to practice on Monday after missing that week. Roquan Smith will play out his final year of his contract. He will be a bear at least for one for one more season. But I think the fans are waiting for this talk. It's us diving back into the NFL Top 100. Uh, 50 through 21 has been released. I'm going to play. I'm going to kind of go over a little bit, some notable names, and then get into our real talking point here. Uh, 54, 50 through 41 featured two Bills safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. We get to see another quarterback on this list, Dak Prescott at 44. 
Austin Eckler at 46. Interesting names here. We go into 40 through 31. More quarterbacks get revealed in Justin Herbert. And surprise, there's Lamar Jackson at 36. He is there. Uh, we got Keenan Allen as well. Dalvin Cook, 40 through 31. And then finally, 30 through 21, we get to see a couple of brothers, a couple of sets of brothers here. And Joey Bosa at 30, Nick Bosa at 20, uh, 25, and Stephon Diggs at 26, and Trayvon Diggs at 23. And again, two more quarterbacks are revealed in Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. And gentlemen, that seems to be the conversation that we've had at the start of this when we discussed Mac Jones uh, being ranked. I believe it was in the, somewhere in the 80s. I'm going to pop up the graph. 85. 85. <laughs> that was our conversation. That's where we were at. And let me give you guys an updated list on the top 100 quarterbacks and where they ranked. Kirk Cousins was at 99. Mac Jones at 85. Derek Carr, 65. Russell Wilson, 61. Dak, 44. Herbert at 40. Lamar at 36. And Joe Burrow at 21. I'm done talking. Aaron, what are your thoughts on the recent, at least the recent quarterback reveals? Um, yeah, shout out shout out to the players for getting it right um, as far as this list. And, you know, I don't even want – quarterbacks are great. They're fine. Everybody, that's, that's cool. The list is great. Lamar's on it. Nice. Um, there have been 80 players or so revealed. One player doesn't belong on the list. One. And that's number 85 in Mac Jones. I don't get it. How did they get it all right? And then they messed up on one player. Like, I'm dead ass serious. I went through that list three times last night. And I said, you know what? I don't have a disagreement with anything on that list. Maybe I might shift some of the numbers around a little bit here and there. But every player that's on that list, I can say that's a top 100 player, except for Mac Jones. And I don't know if Mac Jones is his official name. I was going to call him McDonald Jones, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones does not belong on this list. And it's it's appalling to me. It, it, it's so frustrating. And I know all the Mac, Mac Jones stands are going to be like, oh, you're just a hater. No. Tell me how he belongs on this list with those other quarterbacks. I don't get it. I, I mean, it. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how he belongs on that list. I mean, you can look statistically and, and say, like, he was average to slightly above average last year. In, in Statistically, I mean, you look at his completion percentage, he was eighth in the league in completion percentage. His yards, he was 13th. He was a tie, he was borderline top 12 quarterback in the league in terms of yards. His touchdowns, he was the 14. Only, I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, the I'm only just trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. The only list that he would have made is they were doing a projected 2023 top 100 list. If you were to say, I looked at what Magnus did last season, and we believe that this upcoming season he will crack the top 100, that makes sense. For what he did last season, and I gave him a lot of credit. Me and Aaron went at it a couple times about Mac Jones because I didn't think he was giving him credit for how well he played last season, but I didn't think he played top 100 well. I thought he exceeded rookie expectations, you know, and that and that was the case. Uh, when it comes to him on this list, I'm I'm not as angry about it as uh, as one Aaron is, but I I agree that he doesn't belong there. If you gave an honorable mention and he was 101, I'd be like, wow, they really really wanted him to be spoken about, and I would have moved on with life. Um, I'll say this, and it's nitpicking, but I know Joe Burrow is good, but I feel like he's just been extra anointed 
Like, oh, yeah, I, I would sure. I would imagine he and Justin Herbert would be a lot closer, which would make Lamar Jackson sitting in the middle of them a little awkward. Uh, but, like, I feel like Joe Burrow has been anointed. I loved what he did last season. I like the poise he plays with. I do understand he is a talented player and will should continue to be that. But sitting at 21 over some of those other guys, like, you know, even the guy he lost in the Super Bowl to, and for other reasons, I get it. That that kind of made me look a little bit look a little a little suspect. What's the uh, circumstance? Pop that quarterback up there. That's really what it is. What, what is the what is the criteria? That's been, I, I, they, they, I mean that they, they've never gave us uh they've and and that's the thing like they I don't think they you know it's kind of funny like and I know it's kind of off topic. You think about UFC, they tell you how they're scoring people. You know it's on aggression and it's on striking and then it's on ring control. Like if you were to at least tell us when you think about the top one hundred players in the NFL. What guy at his position does this the best? We're talking quarterbacks. Let's rank your go ahead and rank your quarterbacks. What guy has the best zip on the ball? Who throws the best deep ball? Who's the best at getting out of the pocket when he's under pressure? If you could like cr- give, like Aaron is saying, some criteria, even if you did it by position, because you know that you're talking to these guys on position and then doing it overall, at least give some clarity on how we are getting to this. Because if it's a popularity contest, then say that too. At least we'll have something to go on. When I look at Joe Burrow and say 21, that makes sense. You see the way that dude showed the playoff games? I like that swag. I'd put him at 21 too. But so it's just it's just interesting to see how these guys got to where they are without the intense understanding of why. Hey, there's a lot of quarterbacks on this list. There's a lot of there's a lot of good honest, and I'm gonna maybe I'll get shot for this by you too. But if if and AJ, you said if he was at 101 as an honorable mention, Mac Jones. You'd be fine with that. Honestly, if you were just to switch Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins, I would be fine with that. Nope. Like, I would I would be <laughs> – statistically, nope. if we're going – Let me ask you this question. Let me, season, ask, let me ask you this question, uh, Vinny, and serious question here. How was Mac Jones better – like, so far better than Jalen Hurts last year? Uh, well, so you see, statistics, statistically speaking, you do uh, from a pure passer standpoint, Mac Jones. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I'm asking you from a football player standpoint, because if you say passing, then you have to include Lamar Jackson's passing. So Fair. from a football player standpoint, how was Mac Jones better than Jalen Hurts last year? Mm, what did they I... do differently? Both took their team to the playoffs. Both got their ass whipped in the first round of the playoff game. J- uh, Jalen Hurts f- threw actually less interceptions. He still threw 16 touchdowns. He still threw for over 3,000 yards, but you also account for his rushing yards. I, I so, think, I, I to me, I, I don't have, I, I would have, I would have Jalen Hurts over Mac Jones. I would, that would be personally me. I'm just saying, based off of this list, what we have in front of us for the NFL top 100, I would have been much, I, w- I would prefer if Mac Jones isn't on this list. If, if it's up to me, Mac Jones would not be on this list. Jalen Hurts would be a, would be a much better replacement for Mac Jones. But I'm saying based off this list, and you see passing statistics here, that's that's the argument for Mac Jones to be on this list. That's why. What about I, Carson Wentz? Again, I'm not arguing with you. But you're saying you're okay Mac with Jones. him at 99. If, if he has to be on this no, list, if no, this no, list he doesn't have to if this list has that's to feature the, the quarterbacks that are already on it, if that's, that's where, point. if that's what, I, yeah, I'm uh, again. I don't think Mac Jones belongs on this list. Okay, that's all I want you to say. That's where I'm at. But again, <laughs> don't just 
stop there. We get it. We get it. You're right. you would switch him and be okay with it, maybe, but not really because you don't think he should be on. But if he was on because he had to be on, ninety nine would be the spot because you wouldn't be on. whatever. Bingo. The fact is, Bingo. Yeah, Hertz, I got ninety nine problems. Mac Jones ain't one. Let's ride. <laughs> all three of them are better than Mac Jones, even last year, and all three of them are behind him or not even on the list. Mac Jones doesn't belong there. He might be the next guy after those guys. I did look at a quarterback list. Maybe he's that next guy. Um, it's just, it's just I, the rest of the list is just great. I think the list is great, except for the fact that he's there. I don't Number get it. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's so weird. And, that, and that's saying something. You said the turd himself, Carson Wentz, I'm, would be over. That's my point. When you know I'm defending Carson Wentz, yeah. you know that's a problem. But statistically, he had a better year. So. All right, that does it though for our morning headlines presented by Manscapes Two and One, uh, not Two and One Body Wash. Manscapes Body Wash, their ultra premium body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling so fresh, so clean, clean, and that added bonus of being moisturized. Use that promo code SACKCITY at checkout, save twenty percent off, uh, and and free shipping. Aaron, hit us with the injury report. uh, Yeah, of course, there's a lot of injuries after preseason games and training camp. Uh, Let's start in Green Bay. Let's start with the positive side of things here. David Bakhtiari comes off the PUP for the Packers. That's big news. We talked about him early in training camp and what that means to Aaron Rodgers and the protection up front for the Green Bay Packers. Him coming off the PUP list is a positive step towards getting him back on the field and ready to go for for the regular season. Uh, Logan Thomas was activated off the PUP list for the Washington Commanders. Big play guy, tight end who kind of broke out a couple of years ago. Uh, hopefully Carson Wentz can him, can, and him can find some chemistry together. That was big for them. Uh, now to some of the injuries. Tough, tough news for the Buccaneers again. I know Tom Brady came back, but now you have Aaron Stinney out for the season, torn ACL, MCL. Ryan Jensen's out indefinitely. Uh, worse is day-to-day with an oblique. Like their offensive line is just absolutely brutalized. And this is what we were worried about. The health of Tom Brady over the course of the season at 45 years old, if your offensive line is not healthy or can't protect. So it's going to be really important for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to find some guys in there that can come in and protect Tom Brady. Uh, Big losses there for the Bucs. Matt Corral suffered a Liz Frank injury that is reported as being significant. Liz Frank is never good. Uh, Matt Corral, the rookie quarterback. I don't think it's a huge deal. And I'm just going to say because I don't think he really had a shot to play this year. Um, I think that this is more of a long-term, maybe we have a guy in the future. Maybe he's just a permanent backup. Who knows? But uh, he'll have to get right. So he'll be out a while. Big, big loss here for the Patriots. Tyquan Thornton, we talked about him preseason. He was playing well, collarbone injury. Now he's out at least eight weeks or expected to miss about eight weeks from, uh, that's Mike Mike Giardi of the NFL Network. Um, was one guy that we were kind of excited about in that Patriots wide receiver room that now they're going to have to be without, which means they go back to the the rest of the people that they had before, the Kendrick Bournes, the Nelson Aguilars, Devontae Parker, and uh, those guys, Jacoby Myers. Kayvon Thibodeau, I was watching this game when I saw him get injured and people were holding their breath. They actually, the Giants lost two of their rookies. It wasn't just Kayvon Thibodeau. It was also Darian Beavers, who, who was out for the season, um, Torres ACL. And now Kayvon Thibodeau injures. He has a sprained MCL, and he's going to be out a while. They say three weeks, but uh, from somebody that's had sprained MCLs, depending on the severity, uh, that could linger. That could be a a four-, five-, six-week injury if you really want him to get back to 100%. And then last, but certainly not least, the one injury that I wanted to talk about. And it's not – maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's nothing. 
But there's a little twinkle. <laughs> you son Mike, of a bitch. There's a little twinkle. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Michael Thomas <laughs> has a hamstring injury or a little tweak or whatever they want to call it in, in Saints camp, and, and they held him out. So, uh, look, I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm not saying it's something. But dealing with a hamstring issue, eh, that's not good. Soft tissue injury hasn't played in a while. Those kind of things creep up. But those are also some things that can linger. So all joking aside, if I'm the Saints – you're shutting him back with Thomas down again. You're shutting him down until he's 100% healthy with the hamstring. Because if he goes out there week one and that hamstring is not healthy, guess what? Tweak it again. Now it's an eight-week injury. Now you're missing half the season. He's trying to rush back because he wants to prove people wrong. And it's out. And it's like this never-ending cycle. Ask Arian Foster and some of those guys that had to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I know I joke about Michael Thomas a lot. I don't want the man to be healthy. But I do have serious concerns about his health long-term because of the last two seasons. So uh, hopefully he can get his, his hamstring right and ball out and prove me, you know, prove me wrong. You're going to want to switch your words there. Unhealthy. Yeah, I was about to say, you said you don't want – you actually did the words you just said. You said, I don't want him to be healthy. And that was – we, we do know that, that was obviously an accident. But with your history of Michael Everyone Thomas else hate, yeah. Yeah, you, I don't know. If I don't want him to not to be healthy. I don't want him to be injured. I really don't. I sat here and I was like – I said I was like, I should probably say that because most people will – well, let's just let's just protect it. <laughs> I, 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 as much as I joke around, I will never root for a football player to be injured. I don't like. I know I do it with Melvin Gordon, like free Javante Williams. I don't want football players to be injured. So uh, and that includes Michael Thomas. I do. I do hope he gets healthy and that he can come back and ball out. I'd rather be yeah. wrong to be yeah, honest. Because you'd rather exactly. I say you'd yeah. rather him be fully healthy and not live up to the name, and then you could talk all the shit you normally do. So I get that. Oh, but I. Yeah. It's, 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 I joke in a I good way. In a good way. Honest. Yeah. I, even though I say I don't think he's going to produce, I actually would love Michael Thomas to be back to three. The years game, ago. the game is better with players like Michael Thomas in it. Yeah. So that's what that's what matters there. But two yeah. quick hits on this uh, on these injury reports, the notable ones that came on Thibodeau play last night, uh, Sunday was it Sunday night, Friday, Saturday night, one of those Sunday. nights. Um, <laughs> these days are just piling on. Um, the, the the block we have to talk about. Thad Moss goes low on came on Thibodeau. Uh, the league said that they're not going to um, go further on any disciplinary actions, no fines, no nothing. It's not, not illegal. Against... That's what, that's what, yeah. So that's where I wanted to get at here. What were your thoughts on that hit? Um, should the league do something? What are you guys' thoughts? No. I, I mean, we got we to be careful how, how we take this kind of situation, man. We can't tell the guys they can't go high. Can't tell the guys they can't go low. I mean, where are you supposed to hit guys? And, and to be honest, like if, if somebody's going to use the argument of, oh, it's preseason, well, Thad Moss is trying to earn a roster spot. Dude hasn't played in the yeah. NFL. He's been cut from teams. He has a job to do. He's trying to earn a paycheck. And so is Kayvon Thibodeau. And Kayvon Thibodeau is one of the premier elite pass rushers that are supposed to be up and coming. And you know that's a tough play. Like he made a block. I no, I yeah. mean it's it's not against the rules, and I don't want to hear any complaints about it. Kayvon Thibodeau will see that block again in the future and he'll know how to handle it going forward. It's not it's not new. It's something a lot of young tight ends do when they're coming at a pass rusher and they're not as quick as some of these guys are. If you can't get there with the step in front, then you know you're getting down and trying to slow them down any way you can. And a lot of times the first thought is drop down and grab it, even if you can get your hands out. So uh, yeah. he'll see it again and he'll know how to, he'll know how to handle it the next time. Yeah. I think it was just a, definitely an, uh, an awkward play. Um, yeah. and I'm, nobody's I'm trying, to... nobody's trying to hurt anybody. Yeah, regardless exactly. of Whether you go low yeah. or high, like nobody really wants to hurt yeah. another guy. It just, exactly. it happens. 
Exactly. And and one other note, I told you I wanted to two I had two quick hits that came on Thibodeau was one. Um I wanted just to bring up this tweet that um Mario Pilato had from the from Pro Football Focus about the Michael Thomas injury. It was a good is interesting note, or not an interesting note, but like kind of like an obvious thing. He said, not all too shocking that Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is dealing with soft tissue injury. It's the first time he has put this demand on his body in over a year. So we've talked about this many of times in for on our show, talking about it's different from your Instagram workout videos to being on the field. Even even from your Instagram workout videos to training camp work is a jump. So it's not yeah. surprising that this has happened. Unfortunate, and we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on it uh, in the future to see where this injury and how it progresses with Michael Thomas. Um, but that's our injury head, uh, injury report. That's our morning headlines. We've got a social read. We've got to pay the bills. And then we're getting into some Browns and Panthers. AJ, do the world a favor and tell them where they can follow us at. All right. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody, we appreciate you rocking with the Sac City Pod at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It has been a great Great weekend of preseason football, and it's only going to get better, and then it's only going to get real. So you want the best football content on the interwebs? Head on over to Sac City Pod on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and let baby hands Kenny Pickett take it away about how we are sponsored by Manscaping. Yeah, I'm actually going to step in on this, Aaron. I'm sorry. We've already plugged Manscaped enough. We've already done it. So I'm going to give you guys this little nice little ad about Manscaped's new two-in-one shampoo. And then we're going to get into our Carolina Panthers and Cleveland Browns previews. This season preview is brought to you by Manscaped's brand new ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. This luxurious lather cleanses and nourishes in just one step. Using coconut water, green tea, and aloe, This non-greasy daily formula is naturally hydrating and rich in antioxidants to revitalize the look and feel of your hair. So head on over to manscaped.com and use the promo code SACCITY for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. The new ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner from Manscaped. Take care of hair everywhere. Boom! There it is. Let's get on to our Cleveland Browns season preview. We start things off with the offensive side of the ball, of course. You're not going to talk Browns without bringing up this man's name, Deshaun Watson. But this time, we're not actually going to be talking about Deshaun Watson for once. We're going to talk about what this offense looks like outside of Watson. AJ, can you tell us what we should expect to see this season from a Deshaun Watson list offense for the Browns? I think that I can. Uh, You know, honestly, when it comes to the Browns and without Deshaun Watson, I expect this offense to look a lot like it did the season prior, and they're going to be running the ball heavy and down everyone's throat. This is an offense that has been predicated on the run for multiple, multiple seasons. You got guys back there like Nick Chubb. Uh, you got guys like uh, Nick uh, Kareem Hunt. You got uh, Deionis, Ernest Johnson in that third role. Uh, I look at what they did last season. You got Nick Chubb who ran the ball 228 times in 14 games. You got guys, Kareem Hunt had 78 rushes in just eight games. He was on pace for over 160. Jarenis Johnson actually had the rush for 100 100 times last season. So these guys love to run the ball. This is something I think they're going to do. When you look at the fact that they have Jacoby Brissett back there, this is a guy that we talked about as 
one of the most solid backups in the NFL. And that's the reason they brought him in here was to hold it down when it was supposed to be a six game season. Now that it's a or six game suspension for Watson. Now that it's 11 games, I think Stefanski knows what he has in Jacoby Brissett, a guy who may not make a lot of mistakes, a guy who may not turn the ball over frequently, but he's also not going to do anything special and win you games. Your job is to protect his weaknesses by predicating it on the run, getting into the play action, and getting passes and things that he can do, and I guess for all intents and purposes, remain safe as Jacoby Brissett as a game manager in this offense. So I expect Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and maybe a little Dearness Johnson to be running the ball a lot more this season, like you saw a lot of it last year. Is is this offense going to look exactly like it did with when Baker Mayfield was uh, the quarterback? Yep. Exactly what basically, yeah. It's it's very. I feel like it's very sideways. I mean, you will you can say Baker Mayfield is better than Jacoby Brissett. I understand well, that. There's well, there's you, there's you, levels to it. You said you just said it right. You said it right there with the fact that it's going to be. A, you have to basically cover Jacoby Brissett's weaknesses with the running game with everything else. That's exactly what they did with Baker Mayfield. Like that's yeah. exactly what they did. You cover Baker Mayfield's weaknesses with handing the rock to to Nick Chubb, giving it to Kareem Hunt, to Ernest Shaw. Like that's what they do with Baker Mayfield. Like basically, what I just heard is it, this is it, this is going yeah. from Baker movement. To, exactly. Well, exactly. The the reason the reason you don't the reason it's not completely lateral is because right. of the upside that Baker provides. There are going to be throws, and we've seen it from Baker. And you're like, dude, that's why he was the number one pick. And and you you don't see that from Jacoby Brissett, uh, but on the other end of that, it's also a little bit less risk because Jacoby Brissett is also a guy that's not going to throw into triple coverage and not going to, you know, when he gets to his third read, just throw the ball up because he wants to or hold on to the ball too long. Like he he's smart enough. Not that Baker's dumb, but he's a, in the quarterback room. He's smart enough to know when he needs to get rid of the ball, who he should check down to. Baker is a hero. Baker often plays hero ball, and unfortunately, with his arm strength and his talent that he actually does have, he gets him into trouble. So this will look a lot like the Baker Mayfield of two years ago, I think, for the Browns, where he was very protective of the football. He played extremely well, and he didn't try to do too much. I think Jacoby Brissett can do that, but that is also then going to limit how far the Cleveland Browns can go. However, we're talking the regular season. So if Jacoby Brissett can come in and play like Baker Mayfield did two years ago, for 10 weeks, they can go five and five. They can go four and five and or six and four, you know, four and six and still be right there when Deshaun Watson comes back. And that's when you're asking your superstar quarterback that you gave 230 million to to then elevate you. So um I I've been thinking about this a lot. And I'm not as concerned as I thought I would be with Deshaun Watson yeah. missing the first 10, 11 weeks. Like I, I think Cleveland has a solid roster and is good enough to win some games. How many games? You'll have to wait till I give you my prediction. But I do think they're solid enough to win some games. Well, here's the thing, too, and I'll try to be quick with this. Last year, a lot of people talk about what happened with Jacoby in Miami, but there was never a solid timeline. You know, it was maybe two is back this week, maybe two is back the next week, you know, so you prepare a little different. When Jacoby Brissett took over for Andrew Luck in 2019, knew he was a guy. He wasn't 
terrible. He wasn't horrible. You know, he he was serviceable. I think him going in, knowing it's 11 weeks that he's doing this, I think he's going to prepare the correct way and be ready. And on the Jimmy G front, you don't go get a guy for 11 games one season and then have no idea what you're going to do with him the next. So uh, I think we should put that to bed, expect Jacoby Brissett to be in here for 11 games and hope that he can keep them on the upside. So when Deshaun Watson gets back, hopefully he can take them to the next step and into the playoffs. Yeah. Speaking of the next step, uh, Aaron, I'm going to, uh, speaking of the next step on the defensive side of the ball, this Cleveland Browns team, that's, that's gotta be one of the, that, that's gotta be their strongest side is the defense. You got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, absolute dogs on that defense. Even when you throw in uh, Jeremiah, Wosu, Koromoa, those guys, like this is a very good defense. And we saw it last year, arguably one of the best. Aaron, what's the next step? What's that next level for this Browns defense look like? Championship defense. Can't just be a good defense. Like your defense has to carry you to wins. We're talking about getting to the quarterback uh, at ease like a Miles Garrett does, but it has to be in key pivotal moments in games to close out games. The Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl making the fourth down play so that a team can't go down and score the game winning touchdown. It is now time for them to step up and with all that young talent to actually win ball games for them. They don't have the luxury right now of having a Deshaun Watson that can go out and win their first 11 games to come back and throw the ball 350 yards, four touchdowns and go win a game. They have to stop people and they have to stop people in the moments that matter, not just for a first half or not just for three quarters. But when neat teams are going down to win games, they have to come up with the big stops. It has to be about the defense. It has to start there and it has to start with Miles Garrett. He has to be. And again, he's already been all worldly. He has to be that guy that says, Follow me. I'm going to get to the quarterback every play, and I'm going to wreak havoc. And that allows those backing guys to create plays and those linebackers to run freely around the field and, and, and do what they love to do. So to me, it's all about – you talk about that next step. It's about having a different mentality. We're not the Cleveland Browns with a good defense. It's a championship defense. We are a Super Bowl team with our defense playing yada, yada, this way. So, And I think if they have that mindset, they definitely have the talent to do it. Yeah. This is and, old school football. Run the ball, stop the run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you talk about that game to that next level. That defense has to be able to finish those games. Uh, last season, the Cleveland Browns ranked 24th in the NFL in terms of points per game allowed in the fourth quarter. So that's like, that's that, that, that is that next step. That's that next level for the Cleveland Browns. You have to be able to finish the job, not allow those big, those, those points coming those uh, in the fourth quarter. And it's funny because we talk about like, you know, if you miss our shows, we talk about the Chargers defense and how they have to get better and how they have to prove it. They were the worst in the NFL in terms of fourth quarter points allowed. Like that's the that's that similar situation. We compare I, I, I compare this Browns defense, although it's much better than I shouldn't say much better. It's a better defense, a more proven defense than the Chargers. Both teams have to find that next level and, and finish off games. Be the reason why you win. So talent versus production. I say this all the time. Like, look on paper, the Browns are loaded. We, we talk Man. about it all the time. Oh. But mm-hmm. we, we also I also said that, you know, the Chargers are loaded name wise. Yeah. But those names have to play. It's just not names on paper. Um, you could argue that I mentioned Green Bay being the best defense in football this year. You could argue that the Browns have just as talented of a roster on defense as Green Bay, if not, maybe more. Oh. But I, I trust Green Bay's defense a lot more than I trust the Cleveland Browns defense right now. 
Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, they, 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 I think they, I think they do have one of the best best defenses, at least on paper. I mean, on Tony, paper, Garrett, yeah. Delpit. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Name all like, those names. Yeah, on paper, it's great. But you just the, gave the, the, issue, the opposite of why it's not because they give up twenty four points or whatever the fourth quarter. They twenty four close games. Yeah, yeah, they don't close well, games. Well, the issue too is these, these guys. The issue too is these guys have been injured. So being young and having been injured, they haven't had the reps. They haven't had the game experience that you would need for them to be coming into this season with uh, Deshaun Watson. Imagine if it was six games and then being able to take that next step just because they were a quarterback away. So maybe while we feel they're a quarterback away, this back end of that defense still does have a lot to learn. So that's why Aaron's point about Miles Garrett and guys like Jadeveon Clowney getting to the QB is so, so imperative this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, what are you looking out for most when it comes to the Brown schedule or not, not to the Brown schedule, but just the overall season yeah. for the Browns. What are you looking at most? So, you know, we've had some good conversations about the defense, good conversation about the run game. I'm going to go back to Jacoby Brissett. And what I'm going to be looking for is his go-to guys. You know, we understand, like I said, I think they're going to run the ball a lot, but you can't just run the ball. Jacoby Brissett is going to have to make some throws throughout the course of the season. And we've seen him take a liking to David Njoku. And if he can stay healthy, I think he could have one of those better seasons of a tight end, the one we've been waiting for since he's coming to the league. Uh, we look for Amari Cooper to get back on track and not that he's been bad, but, you know, we watched a guy like CD lamb take away from him last season. Uh, we had questions about what was going on with him last season. So I look at those two guys, a David and Joku and Amari Cooper and see if those end up being the targets that Jacoby Brissett looks for as a security blanket in the middle of the field and a security blanket outside and down the field uh, when he has to make throws and make him count. I mean, that I, I, to build on that, like the wide receiver position is going to be interesting for the Browns. Like that's like who is going to be that guy that steps up beyond Amari Cooper to help? Because it's going to be Brissett. Yeah. He's going to need help, and you can't just run like we've seen it many times in Cleveland last year. You can't just run the ball all the time. You have to be able to find um, some type of success in the passing game, and Brissett's going to be key, and those wide receivers are going to be key. Yeah, um, you you know AJ brought up Jacoby Brissett's time in. Um in Indianapolis when Indeed. he went down when, and when Andrew Luck went down in 2019. And if you really look at that team, they're very, they're built very similar to the way the Cleveland Browns are built a uh, really good defense, good offensive line, good running game. Um, and they have one wide receiver that's proven. And that's Amari Cooper back then it was T Y Hilton. And, and I think people forget how good Jacoby Brissett was that year. It wasn't just that he was, like keeping them afloat. That team was supposed to be a Super Bowl caliber team. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl, no. but during Jacoby Brissett's time, he went seven and eight, almost 500. And that's what we're asking from him for, for the Browns. We're not asking Jacoby no. Brissett to go out and win eight, eight, go eight and three. And, you know, then you start wondering, man, maybe we should just stick with him. We're asking for him <laughs> to be serviceable and to be decent enough. That year he threw 18 touchdowns to just six interceptions. He threw for almost 3000 yards in those games. Like, that is the Jacoby percent that has to show up now. And I think to AJ's point, they know it's him now. He knows it's him. He knows he gets 11 games to prove himself as a quarterback, not for the, the Cleveland Browns, because we know he's not the future for them, but for the next team that may want to take a shot on him. So um, I, I think that Jacoby percent is more than capable. And I, I think he has the weapons. I think Amari Cooper and, and then you add in guys, the young guys like David Bell and Donovan Peoples-Jones and some of those guys, I think, David and Joker, I think they'll be fine. I, I really do. I think that the Browns are going to be better offensively than we think they are uh, this season. How many games? 
Let How me many get games? It. Hold on, I gotta get it. <laughs> uh, ABCD Cleveland. <laughs> but this is with just percent. How many games did they win with percent? Yeah, I, I got that. Um, oh, you do that. have that. I got that right here. Um, originally, I had them going nine and eight on the season. That was with Deshaun Watson missing, I believe, 10, 10 games, either eight or <laughs> eight or ten games. Um, and I had them going nine and eight on the season. So, but I also had them winning six of their last seven. So right now, I have I have <laughs> Jacoby Brissett winning four games out of the eleven weeks, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of the matchups being tougher. I, I think they can beat. I think they can beat the Jets. I think they can beat the Falcons. I think they can beat the Patriots. To be honest, um, <laughs> and and then you get a win in there somewhere, uh, whether that's maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Carolina that first week. That's what I have. And then outside of that, you're not, they're not beating Miami. They're not beating Bengals, Baltimore, Buffalo, none of those teams. But then Deshaun Watson comes back week 12 and you get Deshaun Watson. And I think they go on a run. I really do. Week 13, week 13, whatever week he comes back, they go on a run. I think they win. I think they win at least five of their last six games, perhaps all six. Yeah. But I I think it's five of their last six and they end up going nine and eight. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. I don't differ too much. Uh, I I actually, though, I actually do believe that they can beat Miami. Uh, Miami's got a great offense, but we're talking, we were just talking about a defense that has to show up, but we believe if they can, can be pretty serviceable. And while on Miami's side of the ball, they got a great secondary, but like, you know, they lost some pieces in the middle. Uh, Jalen Phillips still has some time to take a step forward. Uh, I think that the, I don't know if their pass rush is as formidable as I'm remembering it should be. Uh, if I recall correctly, that was what their issue was. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that, you know, Miami beating Cleveland is a no brainer by any means. I, I definitely think they have a chance to take that W uh, and I would give them five wins in my opinion, which is Kobe Brissett. Uh, but that's the only place I really would differ. Uh, Disrespect to Miami's defense. They were top 10 defense last year. Points allowed. They were like number yeah. eight. All right. Well, I mean, I gave them the, I gave them their credit for the secondary. I mean, if I recall correctly, their pass rush is something that's been talked about for a while. Kyle Van Noy was a blessing to that team last season, and he's no longer there. Like that, that's a big deal to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love Raquan Davis. I, I love Agba. Again, Jalen Phillips needs to step forward. Uh, Landon Roberts, you know, he he sh- showed some sparks, but. I mean, other than Xavier Howard and uh, and Javon Holland and Byron Jones, like they they were fifth in the league in sacks. I'm sorry, sixth in the league in sacks last year. Just saying. Okay, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't care, I don't care what it feels like. I'm telling like you it. what the facts are. That defense balled out last year. Yeah, that defense balled out. That, that defense still, wasn't that the also, issue with Miami. It was their running game that, that and also, then their explosiveness on outside. That also took the last like seven games of the year to do it. Like, I mean, it took a long time for this to come to fruition. So you are hoping that this that this rolls right into the same thing in this season. I'm just I'm, all I'm saying is I don't think it is a no brainer. I don't think it's a done deal. Uh, like, I don't the, the confidence level of a Miami going in there and beating Cleveland if Jacoby Brissett has been on his game, if this defense has stepped up the way we are expecting or thinking they should off paper 
I mean, you're talking about a very formidable defense with a great back end and a great pass rush. So at the very least, you're talking about a dogfight that can go to the end and then the better team wins in the end of the game. And we've seen Miami let some games in the last couple of minutes go away. I understand your point. I think mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree that that game, that game is a toss up. Uh, another but you guys hate Miami. To be real. Neither one of you guys, neither one of you guys think Miami's gonna be that. Well, I know AJ actually doesn't. Vinny, you've hated Miami since last year. You never give them credit. You didn't give them credit last year. I, I you don't you didn't give them credit last year. You don't believe in Tua. We already know this. You don't believe in Tyreek. <laughs> I guess I, really? I do have I guess I do have them at eight and nine. You don't believe in Miami, and that's okay. A lot of people don't. It's not. I have a hard time. So, so that game right there, though, that game right there, and this is like when we covered the Dolphins, when we do our season preview for the Dolphins, it's games like this game against Cleveland that's going to be like the defining. Like when I ask that question, like what's the defining moment? Like it's games like this against Cleveland that is a defining moment to me because Cleveland is a has a great pass rush. They have a they have a team that's going to make Tua have to go out and win them that football game, I think. And funny, I'm not saying man. I'm not saying we talk, can't. Like, this is what this is what I find funny though. You we can sit here and we can boost up and I'm I'm telling you I agree. I think Cleveland's pass rush is great. We boost up Cleveland's pass rush. But their pass rush wasn't as good as the Miami's last year. Their defense wasn't saying, as good as Miami's last I'm year. I'm not saying yet, I didn't what say I'm saying is, what, no, what, what, what I'm saying is no what finish. I'm saying is no no let me finish here. But I'm just saying is both these teams have very good pa- a very good pass rush. It's going to be a true test for Tua to how he handles this pass rush. Go on. I'm just wondering where we get in this talk. Like we automatically assume it's a toss up game. Can you bring the schedule back up one more time? At Miami, first of all, we all better agree on this point. Playing at Miami is tough. We all know that. Nah. It's it's at Miami. And a team that outperformed last year, got better in the offseason and adding weapons, was a better defense last year. And then we just assume. And then the team that they're going against, we're not sure about the quarterback. We're, we're questioning a defense that has been bad in fourth quarters. And then we just say, oh, well, this game's a toss-up. Like, to me, everything points to Miami being set and moving in the right direction and Cleveland, like, here, and we're not sure which direction they're actually moving in. That's all. Yes. Last season, the Miami Dolphins actually had a worse fourth quarter defense than the Cleveland Browns. Cool. Just to throw that one out there. Both I think I think it's a toss up because of how good both these teams are on at least on the defensive side of the ball. We haven't seen it with I, I want to see it with Tua and this offense this year. I want to see it. I didn't see it last year with this what offense. What didn't you see? That they can be consistently good, that they can be a consistently good offense. I saw it that back half of the season. I saw I saw their losing streak, and then I saw the back half of them see, the season them beat on beat up on eh teams, and then have a nice little run. I want to see it consistently from this team. I'm not saying all Miami's, I know is this two is not time, about this is not about Miami. Thirteen thing. and eight as a quarterback. We this is this is not about a Miami thing. I do think it is closer to a toss up. Uh, than than you do, Aaron, and and AJ sure. thinks it's a toss up as well. Um, I'll just go. Let's just go into our record predictions here uh, for this team for the Browns. I thought it was interesting the way we had it because we 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 didn't know the suspension for Deshaun Watson early on in the se- or early on in the off season, and we we're kind of just spitballing. 
I have the Cleveland Browns going nine and eight. That was what I had in the off season. And I think I'm going to, Oh man, how many games can Jacoby Brissett have when, Oh man. I'm going to, I'm going to say eight and nine for the Cleveland Browns. Eight, nine, nine and eight Browns. for me. I said it. I'll stick with it. Nine and eight. I, with, with giving Jacoby the five, I have him at 10 and seven. I think Deshaun comes back and also plays well in those last six games. Hmm. Let me can can we have can we do a little exercise here, gentlemen? Yeah. I want to look at the schedule and see what see actually look and see how many games Jacoby Brissett will win in my eyes because I haven't gotten a chance to really do this. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, all right. I think they I think they lose to Carolina. I think they beat the Jets. I think they lose to Pittsburgh. I think they beat Atlanta. So that's two and two. Okay, we're good here. They lose to LA. They oof. I think they beat New England. Three and three. They lose to Baltimore. <sighs> lose to Cincy. Man, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna stick with eight and nine. I'm gonna stick with eight and nine. That's 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 the way I'm rolling here. Eight and nine, Cleveland Browns. Let's get into some odds. Let's get into some odds and prop bets for our Cleveland Browns. Over eight and a half wins. We just talked about it. I'm not taking that bet. Seems like you gentlemen might. Um, but over 10 and a half Nick Chubb rushing touchdowns at minus 105. And Miles Garrett to have the most sacks in the league that next season is at plus 750. Has not led the league in sacks uh, in, in his career. So maybe this will be the year. Um, he's at plus 750. Aaron, what prop bet are you locking in? I will take the over eight and a half. Take the plus money there. I think Jacoby Brissett can win four games. And see, that's 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 interesting that you've done that because in past season preview shows, the teams that you have on that border of like whatever that that line is of eight and a half, whatever it may be, there has been times where you have not gone with that as the your locked and loaded bet, even though you did predict that so yeah because because those teams aren't getting to, uh, an all-pro quarterback coming back at, at a certain time it's fair i just wanted to point that out to where like like some people may see that and say okay duh you you lock in that bet because you just said they have nine wins but it's not as simple as that because you've done that before where you fix them yeah again this is this is to- solely predicated on the fact that deshaun watson comes back and i believe deshaun watson back in that part of that schedule they win all those games. Like, I don't think yeah. they, they'll lose. I do think they're that good of a football team with a quarterback of his caliber. Um, I may be wrong, and some people may not believe it, but I think Sean Watson's that good. Yeah. AJ, what do you got? Uh, I am also going to take the over on the wins. The other one I was looking at, I probably would have taken uh, Nick Chubb, but, I mean, he's only gone over 10 touchdowns one season in a row, and ironically, it was the season he played the – basically the least amount of games as a full season. So he normally finishes right at eight. So uh, I'm also going to lock in eight and a half wins, seeing as I have Jacoby at five. And you can't tell me Deshaun Watson ain't good for at least three. So uh, at least four, I guess. So, um, yeah, I'm going to lock in the wins as well. All right. All right. AJ, it's time. Wait, what's that face for? Why are we switching it up? Why are we switching what up? Our power rankings. What do you mean switching it up? Oh, oh, because of this. Because, well, so let's let's pull the curtain back and we'll talk about this. Uh, the power rankings here, the way this shape is shaping up, we have done this to where 
Just listen to me. Just I'm listening. Okay. Don't judge, okay. try to judge me by my face. Go. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I don't need. I don't need the pouty puss over there. Just pouting because you don't pouting, pouting. trust me. You'll know if I'm pouting. I ain't pouting. I'm about to Look get in like that ass. Pouting. Pouting. What? Like slightly pouting. Slightly pouting. Um, the reason I'm doing this is because the way our rankings have shaped out, where you have the Browns, you have the Browns at 18. AJ has them where they ended up. So the reason why I'm going to AJ on this at 20 at where they are is because he will be able to give a little bit more insight on why they are where they are because they're, they're farther down than where you have them. That's not the point, Vinny. These are consensus rankings. You just randomly, because they're further down because you and AJ agree, but that I has nothing to do. I don't have, I honestly, I don't have a rankings here. Well, I, you have to, then, then you can't just, then, then you just picked where AJ had them. Yep. Well, no, honestly. So, Let's let's just get into it. Let's just get oh into it. Oh my god, this makes no sense. These are supposed to be consensus rankings. I could not put so the way this is working here. Sorry, AJ, you're losing your moment here. The Browns fall in at the 22 spot. Aaron had him at 18. AJ had him at 22. There was no. I don't think the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett is better. That is than, to, you already got it wrong, anyways. That's the wrong graphic because the Denver's not 21, the Chargers aren't 19, and the Vegas Raiders aren't 20. So we want to pull the curtain back. Let's put it all the way back. Those are the wrong rankings you have up there. What? No, they're not. Yes, they are. The Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos are all like 12, 13, oh, and 14. Don't oh, my try God. To... Oh. I didn't change the template. I didn't change the template. No. Christ, I came out with such a hard-hitting take on Baker Mayfield and Carolina <laughs> Panthers, and this show has just went to shit. Because oh, no. you know why? That's karma for going in a different direction than going to what we've been doing. Consistency is key. I didn't change. Well, I the think template. he, I think he went that way because he didn't change the template. I thought, like, I, had I he done the template right, he would not have. No, done no, because even his his logic is stupid. I'm not justifying that Cleveland's 18 or 20. I'm just 26. I'm telling the people where the consensus rankings we have, so I can think they're one. I'm not going to be like, well, they're one, but we have no. This is what we have them. Their consensus between all three of our brains. This is where they fall. That's it. There's no opinion here. It's just the consensus rankings. Oh, Don't try man. to sh- change things, man. Oh, this is what I happens see where when it you change is things. Now the Vikings are at 17, the Cardinals are at 18, and there's no one behind them. That's <laughs> where we're at here. Uh, yeah. So with that being the case, we're going to work this out at, on the show here. Uh, if you have them at 18, AJ, you have them at 22. I think 20 would be a great spot for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I think 20 would be a great spot for the Cleveland Browns. So that's where we're going to put them. Cleveland Browns great idea. are coming in. Put at <laughs> number Vinny, 20. Vinny, we can't call these consensus rankings if you don't have an opinion. I do have, I do have an opinion. That's how they, they end up where they are. No, that's, all you end up doing is take mine and AJ's and go in the I'm middle. I'm just the host, man. I'm just oh the host. God, I don't have, I'm not smart. I'm not smart at these things. Hence why we're in this mess. Can I do the power ranking reveal now? You can. You can. All right. For the Browns, they come in at number 20, and we don't need to explain why, because Vinny already told us why, because he screwed up. So the Cleveland Browns, a lot of question marks, obviously. We're not sure about the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, we talked about the defense. But they slot in at number 20 on the Sac City preseason power rankings. Well. Well done. Well, good done. thing we have a All whole right. other team to do. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try and fix that before we even get into that and then go from there. Um, 
The next team on our list, though, is the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, we mentioned and Aaron's hot take during the show, or best take, hot take, fire take, whatever we want to call it. Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback, Carolina Panthers. Aaron, start us off. How different will this offense be with Baker Mayfield at quarterback? Yeah, I would say it would be more versatile, but we saw some versatility from uh, Sam Darnold last year. You thought he was going to lead the league in rushing, and he had all these rushing touchdowns and was running around the field. Uh, but what, one thing I do think you get, I think you get more consistent play. And I know Baker, I'm talking about Baker Mayfield not being the best quarterback or a guy that can go out and win you a Super Bowl. But I do think he's more consistent than Sam Darnold is. Uh, I think he's gonna he's got playoff experience now. Uh, he was in an offense that had a good running game, good offensive line, and a well-balanced uh, attack coming from a Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I'm not sure how Matt Rule and him are going to work together, and that's still something up in the air. But I do think that he'll be able to get some connections with DJ Moore. I think that his arm strength and his willingness to take some chances will be a good thing for guys like Robbie Anderson. I think that will help. Uh, Maybe Robbie Anderson gets back in the fold a little bit because Baker is a little bit more of a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball into some tighter windows at times and hold on to the ball a little bit longer. And that might allow these receivers to create some separation, create some space, and then make plays down the field. AJ, your thoughts on that? No, I think he's spot on uh, with with what Baker brings to it. I also like to t- talk about the mentality that Baker has. Everyone likes to bash on Baker and you know what he his talent level and blah blah blah. And I think it has a lot to do with people letting the talent get mixed in with the actual person of who Baker Mayfield is. Baker Mayfield is highly talented, and he also brings that winning mentality. That's something that the Panthers have needed since they lost Cam Newton of old. Not not new Cam Newton, who's I'm back. Not that Cam Newton, Cam Newton of old. Uh, so I, I do think what uh, what Baker Mayfield is going to bring to this locker room, as far as mentality and a winning atmosphere, at least to want the real want to like win. Uh, I think that actually says something to what they're looking to do moving forward as well. So I'll speak to the mentality part of it all. You know, it's all about so you, the optimism. So Aaron, you think we see we see a we see growth from Baker Mayfield this year? Like, well, obviously his contract is up. He, he, he's going to need a new deal. At the end of the year, are we going to be saying Baker Mayfield has earned not a big payday, but a payday? I don't think he has anything to prove to earn a payday. I, I'm, I get on Baker Mayfield because I don't think he lives up to the number one overall pick that we talk about. It's not because he can't play football. Um, you put Baker Mayfield on a number of teams in this league are a far better team than they were without him. So, Um, And that's kind of what you're getting here with Carolina. I told you, I thought he might have a chance for Carolina to push for the playoffs with Baker Mayfield starting. And again, it's not because um, he can't do it. I I don't, I think he gets paid. He's just not elite to me. And I don't think he'll get paid as an elite quarterback. So I think barring some catastrophic injury or um, just maybe he falls off completely. um, I think he gets paid, but I think it's the payday of a, Maybe he gets $25 million a year, $23 million a year from, from a team to, to go start instead of that 35-plus that most, most of these franchise quarterbacks are getting. I don't think he slots in there. I think it could be looking at, in comparison to that kind of payday that Nick Foles got when he went to Jacksonville. Or, I'm uh, yeah, like when he got $23 million a year. Um, again, wasn't at the top of the quarterback market, but it was a very good payday for, for a quarterback that's kind of middle tier, middle of the road. And I think that's where he kind of slots in at. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but Baker Mayfield has to understand that when we're talking about Baker Mayfield, we are comparing him 
to these other elite quarterbacks because he was the number one overall pick. And that is the guy that's supposed to be taking you to Super Bowl. So if he falls short of that, then he's not living up to his draft status. And that's where the, the conversations come in about us, quote unquote, denigrating him or downplaying how good he is. No, it's, he's, he's a good quarterback, but is he elite enough to be one of the top guys in the NFL? And right now, I would say, barring some amazing season, 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns to like eight picks, and Carolina in the playoffs, I don't see him getting that type of payday. I, th- I see it's around 25, somewhere between 25 and 30. But in today's NFL, that's not t- top of the court. You think it's you think it's Carolina? I think if you're Carolina and he does that, if he if he if he has a 500 or better record, um, and you see the improvement from last year and you see the positive direction, I think you have to. I mean, unless you really just trust in Matt Corral, because then you're picking in the middle of the first round. You'd have to move up to get one of the stud quarterbacks. Like, I think you have to. It's so yeah. hard to find quarterbacks in this league. I think you have to. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it's a two-year. Maybe it's a, a two-year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like two-year, $48 million little, or whatever. A little bridge prove like it deal. A little, yeah. little bridge prove it deal after, after that. I, I, I agree. I, I could definitely uh, see that happening. We know that there's a lot of intrigue with the offense on the Carolina Panthers. On the defensive side, we do – I think all of us agree that this defense – has the talent and the potential to be something special. AJ, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, maybe a player or maybe players on this defense that you're really excited to see this season. You know, I, I feel like when I read this in the doc, uh, the answer you were hoping for uh, was somebody different, maybe a young stud who is coming back this season by the name of a J and a C and a horn. But uh, yep. I'm actually not going to go that route, even though that will be exciting to see him come back. I think there's something bigger here at play, and there's a player who's already been on the roster for the last two seasons who I really think is now going to step in as a leader, and that's uh, Jeremy Chin. Uh, This guy has been a stud for this Panthers defense over the last two seasons. Uh, The offensive or defensive rookie of the year uh, in 2020, uh, he was the guy who is now – combined for over 200 combined tackles over his first two seasons. And he's always in the right place. He's always making plays and he's always, always keeping that defense on his toes. So I think having this guy here is what's going to do something big for a guy like JC Horn, who's coming back and we know is going to be talented. I love Jeremy Chin in this defense. I think he's part of the reason that, you know, they were okay. Once again, moving on from Stefan Gilmore, who also was wanting to move on to, it's not, only the Panthers decision here. I understand that, but having a guy like Jeremy Chin, who's moved from the linebacker position into the safety role and uh, has shown a little bit of versatility, shown he can get behind the line of scrimmage, shown he can play in the backfield and, and lock down some guys. Uh, I really like what Jeremy Chin has been able to do on this defense. And I'm excited to see if he can keep that trajectory consistent throughout his career in Carolina, or if, you know, eventually he ends up moving on to another defensive scheme and watching him do the same thing there. I'm going to hit you, AJ. I'm going to hit you. We've had previous Uh-oh. shows, and it seems like a lot of these shows with the teams that we've been previewing, a lot of the teams have had good defenses, and you've we've had a lot of conversation about teams being a top 10 defense. Carolina Panthers fall into that category this season? I feel like they're different. I feel like they we felt that way about them when they spent all this draft capital into them. Uh, you know, they got guys who can rush the quarterback like a Brian Burns. I really enjoy him. We talked a little bit about Yitor Gross Matos. Uh, I liked him. Uh, but now you, you look at guys like Shaq Thompson. Uh, you look at guys like Dante Jackson. 
And I feel like they have some names that I feel like they don't live up to what we were hoping for them to be. Uh, I think they're going to end up being a little bit outside of that, maybe in the 12th, in like the 12 area. Um, I don't know if they're going to fall in the top 10 this year. Um, better than middle of the pack, but uh, I, I don't think we're looking at a top formidable defense. Yeah, so disrespectful to all my players. No, why, I mean, why, you, why are you being disrespectful to Shaq Thompson? Shaq Thompson's been a really, really good linebacker in this league. Yes. And for the past, what, three or four seasons. He was one of the names tackles. I named as a player on that squad. Yeah, but you just named – he just he said he didn't the, live up. Like, he just said he didn't live up. No, I said up. as a hold, I don't – But you named him. I don't think they're going to – I said you have guys that we really like, like a Brian Burns who can get after the quarterback. We talk about E. Matos Bros. We talk about a Shaq Thompson, a Dante Jackson. But as a whole, I don't think that they are going to live up to a top 10 defense this year. That is what that. I said. I'm check that comment because you I don't can think check you said that. that. But it's okay. But you listen, check that. Uh, I, I agree <laughs> with you on the on the the where they finish. I don't know that they're a top 10 defense. Uh, statistically, but they were the number one overall defense through the first couple of weeks last year yeah. with JC Horn and Stefan Gilmore. And, but then they also lost guys like Hassan Reddick um, who's now right. in Philly and, and that's going to hurt them as well. Um, I, I think there's going to have to be an adjustment period. This defense still has to grow a little bit. And there is some young guys. This is the type of defense to me that I don't know, you name names. I don't know that they're the most notable team as far as names. Like when you talked about right. those guys, but I don't think they're well-known across the league. But I do think they perform and, and work well together. And I do think they have the pieces to have one cohesive unit to have a really good defense. And if the offense is good, you don't need a great defense. You need a good defense. If your offense is bad, you need a great defense. So I don't think this defense has to be great. I think they have to be good. And I think they are good. And I think that if their offense can perform just –